0: Welcome back to the Monday Mashup, the show we bring you on the upper tier on YouTube each and every week. Head over there, drop your subscribe and bell notification button. As always, joining me tonight for our show, my partner in crime, DJ Dazzler, MC Mystic Mac. (laughs) The man who has been springing the tunes onto me all weekend from the Jeep. How are we doing, my man? I'm all good, brother and oil. How are you, pal? Good, good, good. Certainly a very interesting week in, weekend in football between fixtures, and news and everything else that's going on. So we're going to get into the show anyway. As always, if you want to contact the show, we're on Gmail, The Upper Tier Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, The Upper Tier. We're on YouTube, The Upper Tier, and for audio versions of the show, Spotify, Amazon Music and Google Podcasts. Let's get into this. Let's do a rundown of the fixtures for starting off Friday night, eight o'clock. Brighton won, Crystal Palace won. A man that we uh, fondly, affectionately talk about on this show, Conor Gallagher, popped up with another good goal. Um, yeah, another good goal, wasn't it? Yeah, um,
1: absolutely. They they did uh, they they well to get out of there with Anton, didn't they? Palace.
0: They did very much so.
1: You know, um, Jack Butland had a pretty good game. In fairness to him. Um another goal goes in off, off, off uh, Ward and stuff like that, but I don't think there's a lot you can do about it. Um, and obviously there's the penalty save and stuff like that, so he's, he's building his reputation back up Jack Bullen, isn't he? I mean, he was a kid that when he was at Birmingham City, there was massive talk around him and he was on the way to the the, the World Cup, I think and it was 2018, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, And then he's just kind of gone into exile, you know, over the last few years, but... He's uh, he's back now at a, a Palace, and Vieira obviously seeing something he liked in that FA Cup game and decided to give him a role. Uh, I have to say, really like the boy Vicente Guida. I think he's a good keeper. Um, and that's not to say, you know, Jack Butland's not. I do like Jack Butland, so I think it's a tough decision for Vieira going forward. Um, But I have to say, I do like Butland. I like both of them, in fairness, so... I'm when a non are here, really.
0: It's it's a good headache for Vieira to have. I have to say on Friday night when I heard Jack Butland's name mentioned, I had to take a pause and stop and go, Are we talking D Jack Butland now? <laughs> or yeah. is there some other Jack Butland that has come through? But now we yeah, the same guy. Yeah.
1: He, he 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 kind of flattered to the sea for a little bit, didn't he? he was that stoke yeah. and didn't really get game time there and then yeah. ended up um at a palace, you know, and right. and you kind of just thinking, like, what's gonna happen here? He's come in behind it and stuff. And um, you know, obviously confidence is key for goalkeepers, and he looks like a guy who's starting to get the confidence back in himself. Um, you know, he, he he's a big couple of games behind him now at, at Crystal Palace. Um, it's only got to be a good thing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Lunchtime game on Saturday, Man City won Chelsea nil. Um smashing goal from Kevin De Bruyne. Um, it kind of felt in the game. I don't know whether you felt watching it, it, it was kind of like It felt there was a goal coming all the time, didn't it? Like every time they attacked, it felt like they could score. Chelsea always felt like they were hanging in there. And I kind of felt in the game as well. It kind of felt like the game at the bridge as well. Yeah,
1: I I kind of feel, you know, when we spoke about this recently, I kind of feel that Chelsea against some of the bigger sides like that look and feel like they're a little bit toothless at times, don't they? Mm. Uh, Whereas City kind of felt the opposite. City felt like if they really put the hammer down and wanted it, they could open you up like a can of beans at any stage, you know, and they keep building and it's waves and waves of pressure. And, you know, we've seen it in the past when football teams create that kind of pressure, inevitably, goals come.
0: Yeah, I also felt with Tuchel as well. Um, I felt his timing of the substitutions was kind of a little bit poor, his in-game management again. Um, not, not to mention that I felt his starting lineup was a little bit off as well. The starting lineup gave me a kind of a feeling of more damage control than it did of a team that was going out to keep itself in a title race. Yeah, um, and the, I, big, I, the big shock to me was Mason Mount. I don't
1: think, and as strange as it sounds, and listen, people are going to disagree with me. I don't think he believed he could win it. You know, and that's yeah. that's that's scary if you're a Chelsea fan. You know, because he, uh, going into the weekend, you guys were in second place. You know, Chelsea. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, and for them to go in against the team that were that were ahead of them and think we can't beat this, and that's kind of what it looked like. You know, mm. Um that's a it's not a great it's not a great great place to be in, uh, mind you, with some of the places our own sides are in. I think
0: i take second. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know? um, Burnley and Leicester was called off. I, I suppose before we move on from the Chelsea game, I suppose in terms of their title race, their title race is now ran, would you think?
1: It's going to be so, so difficult for, for Chelsea mm. to get into this again.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, they'd have to go, they'd have to do something very similar to what City have done and hope that City dropped an awful lot of points.
0: Yeah, and the fact that now they don't have games that are within their own control because they've played them twice in the league now. So. Yeah, like, like
1: you know, 12, 12 wins on the bounce is what you have just done. Could yeah. you see this Chelsea team doing that?
0: No, I, th- I think the loss of Chilwell and Reese James I think is massive for them in terms of creativity and I think all yeah. the other crap surrounding Lukaku <coughs> and I think all the contractual stuff that they're dealing with at the back as well. I I, I think they're just how would I call it, distracted, for lack of a better word.
1: There's, a, there's an awful lot going on at the yeah. club, mm. for a club that hasn't got a lot going on, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the key thing for them is they're going to have to sort out their house a little bit because we have the Champions League returning fairly soon. And they're going to need Yeah, to clear and, and you that.
1: know, like, we've we've often spoke about um, El Marina. She's a bit of a diamond in the background. Mm. Um, she's going to have a our work cut out you know, isn't she? Um she got a left back and possibly a right back to get in as well. Mm. I bet you they're looking down at Bright now thinking, Jesus, if we hadn't saw this boy Tarek Lampty down here, we could have we could have put him straight in here to replace Reese James. Um <coughs> excuse me. And then you've all seen the boy Livermento, who's on loan at Southampton, but, but now he's, he's out of action as well. So he's got a really bad injury. Yeah.
0: So
1: it's yeah. gonna be very, very tough. Mm. Very, very tough. i um, I seen them linked with uh, Levin Kazawa from uh, PSG, but the, the French football um, authority, let's say, reckon that's a no-go because the relationship seemed to be very poor between himself and Thomas Tuchel when he was there. Uh, he didn't play an awful lot of football under Tuchel and apparently the two didn't get on. So this is somebody apparently making a link and the link's not really there because Tuchel and him don't see eye to eye.
0: Yeah, I think when, when you're a team that's struggling a little bit that way as well, um the media find it very easy to link you with literally everyone under the sun. Um and, and it, it's it's kind of distracting as well because it's it's I, I haven't heard any. I mean, the, the most solid link I heard them with is, is they're still after the boy Kunde, Um but again, I just don't know how that's gonna hit her out as well. I mean, I, I it wouldn't shock me at all this window if they don't sign anyone, to be honest.
1: I think he's going out looking for a left back though, isn't he? I mean, like at the minute. The, or actually the other talk was that that possibly <coughs> excuse me possibly they, they paid Leon a compensation fee to take their own Emerson back. Um that was also in the pipe work. So they may leave that till lastminute.com a couple of days out from the window and say, listen, we can't get anyone in here. Leon, here's two, three million we want Emerson back and then Leon go and reinvest that in a loan fee until the end of the season for a different left back or something like that you know I don't know
0: that's yeah yeah there's a lot going on there at the moment for Tuchel um, absolutely and not a whole lot of it is, is kind of football related it's kind of like there's a lot of dynamics going on there that he's trying to juggle at the moment yeah um, Burnley and Leicester was postponed obviously due to CV um, Newcastle won Watford won
1: yeah it was this was a bit upsetting if I'm honest um I went with oh there was five was left in the fantasy football and I went with Newcastle. I thought they I thought Newcastle would be solid enough at home. They should have won the game. They had enough chances, you know. Um they should have won the game. They did an 88 minute uh, a boy we spoke about on the preview. Show Pedro popped up with a with a yeah. grey header by the way.
0: Yeah, um, what's up just straight away. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: Um he, he, this kid's going to be very, very exciting over the next couple no. of years. I don't think you probably saw the best of him on Saturday because he's kind of a he likes to go on a maze with the ball and stuff like that. He's close control is excellent, he's quick, he's probably quicker with the ball at his feet than he is without it. But to score the goal in the manner he did, you know, I, I was watching it on, on Sky Sports news unfold, and Michael Dawson, I think, was watching it, and he was saying, you know this kid's put his head in where most lads wouldn't put their boot to get this goal. He says, this is a really top finish. He says, and it's really brave. He said, not something we've necessarily looked at today's younger footballers and said, Jesus, that's, that's he's gone heavy in there, you know. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but I think Newcastle, I think Newcastle are going to have to have a look at themselves because if they're going to get out of this, the mentality has to change. They went 1-0 up in a game that they were dominating. Yeah. You know, some maximum scores are Great goal, um, mm. comes inside in the right peg, whips it back into the front stick. Usually, I'd say, you know, where's the keeper and stuff like that. But excuse me, to be honest, I don't even think I could blame Ben Foster. I mean, it passed him before he hits it. You know, mm. it's he struck it really, really cleanly.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, but like, there's so many, there's so much possession. They got so many crosses in the box, corners, throw ins, everything. They just got everything into the box. Yeah. But when they went the goal up, they just took their foot off the pedal. Yeah. You know, it was like there was, there was fear there. It looked like they were riddled with fear. And you just thought, go on ahead, keep your head down, keep going, get a second, get a tour, put this to bed, you know. Um, and they didn't, and, and they let Watford back into it. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's the, you know, when we look at the points at the end of the season, it could be a big point for Watford come the
0: end. Yeah, I was looking at the table. The win for them would have brought them up around 16th, I think. Pending other Newcastle. results or something like that for Newcastle as well. Yeah, seventeenth or sixteenth or something like that. Pending results and and I thought as well the boy Wood that had come in on uh, had been signed. Like the amount of headers he kept on putting off target or over the bar or something like that for a guy who was a header kind of specialist really. You know what I mean? He had a yeah, poor
1: foreshadowing. Like, I do think, and I we spoke about it again in the preview. I think the idea in theory is working really, really well. Like it's fourth day at the office. You have Kieran Trippier down that right-hand side and Ryan Fraser. Um, <coughs> Fraser looks like he's going to give the ball out to Trippier on the overlap. And when the defender goes, Fraser puts it in himself. When the defender doesn't go, he gives it to Trippier. Trippier gets the ball in. I think Wood, I still think, I know we didn't get one at the weekend, I still think Wood is going to score some good goals for Newcastle. And, and he could be, you know, the difference between them staying up and going down. And yeah. I do believe they need a couple more goals. I think they need something from from that kind of behind the striker role, you know, that number ten, and um, something creative. You know, Newcastle have been mentioned in the in the same breath. God help them of uh, Anthony Martial. Maybe it's something like that. That that you know, I wouldn't wish it on anybody if I'm honest. But maybe it's something like that that they need some sort of a a player that can pop up because we know Martial's record. You uh, know, you know his his goal record is decent enough. Um. His aptitude is a different thing, you know, and, and his um his attitude and his attitude. But I mean, if you get him on the pitch and give him chances, I think he'll get you a couple,
0: you know. How how might he be able to solve that if he was playing him? I think Anthony Martial would be much happier if he was playing week in, week out. I
1: Absolutely. think that's a,
0: that's the frustration behind it. 110%. Bench,
1: you know I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I think if you play him in behind the likes of Chris Wood where Wood can, you know, do a job of pinning in centre backs and stuff like that, you can get Martial around the edge of that eighteen yard line. One-two touch and then boom, let him pull the trigger. He, You know, he's a very, very good finisher at times. Um, yeah, well, listen, I, I think they need more Newcastle, but I don't think they're done in this window already, let's be honest. No, I wouldn't
0: have thought so. No. Um, <coughs> next up, Norwich 2. <laughs> Norwich 2, Everton 1. Uh, the gavel falls on our friend Rafa, and we'll be talking about it a little bit later in the show. but uh this well, this, well, this, on this buster
1: if I ever saw one.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And we did say in the preview as well this was one to avoid. We called yeah, it. I think,
1: I think we called it was one to avoid based on the fact that we are thinking Everton plus Norwich to score, wasn't it? Yeah. And of course, it goes the other way. I'd love to know what price Norwich were to win and both teams to score. It had to have been six or seven to one. Absolutely have to. Say, um, but in fairness to them, it was well deserved. They were the better team, you know. Mm. Um they pressed really, really hard. Their tempo was excellent. The boys, um, I think it's Josh Sargent, came back into the team. I think um, he'd been out for a couple of weeks as his, his partner had a baby and stuff like that. But he came back in and he was very, very good. Um, he's looked reasonably good for Norwich this season um, when he's been given game time and stuff like that. And we've been able to get in a role of having a couple of games
0: under his belt, you know. Good player. His partner had a baby. Roy not be <coughs> having none. Roy not be having none. That your partner had a baby and you go missing. And you um, miss um, it. Wolves' tree, Southampton won. Um, Ward Prowse again, but uh, your boy comes up with the goods. Adama.
1: Well, my boy Daniel Podence came up with the goods. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my boy. The boy Adama, <laughs> listen me. You know. The sun shines and the dogs arse every now and again, doesn't it? And that's basically what happened on Saturday. Um, I don't think it's gonna add too many zeros to his uh, transfer fee when he eventually heads to Spurs. Well, you know, um, but he's got the he's really got the the snowball effect at the minute, hasn't he? Uh, Bruno Large. um, a lot of lot of good football at, at Wolves at the minute. Um, Podence, as we said, Trincao. him and getting back in the score sheet, albeit just a penalty. You know, they're tight enough at the back. Only, only beaten by a James Ward. Special. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you see him kind of lining up to take that. And you just think, he's way too far out for this to be working. Yeah. Approaches it with, with uh, you know, a side foot. And then it's all that wacky swerve that, you know, comes in at the last minute. And obviously, Jose Sarr having a great season at Wolves. Couldn't get near it, and you can see as it goes past him, he's kind of looking, going, What was that? That was like something out of Harry Bleed Potter the way that thing moved like that. You know what I mean?
0: FIFA 99,
1: (laughs) absolutely, yeah. Yeah.
0: Big, big win for Wolves. I remember looking at it at full time, and I was thinking, Within the table and stuff like that, that, that's a big win for Wolves, Um, yeah, absolutely, because it moves them back into that potential European conversation.
1: Yeah, and again, you know, like Wolves are a club that I wouldn't be surprised to see them do some business this this month. You know, um, I know their squad's not massive, um, and, and I think, you know, if they if there was possibilities out there for Wolves, I think they would look at it and, and look at what Brianna Largate's done so far and go, do you know what, let's give this guy... Couple of euro to try and keep this thing ticking over and compete mm. with the teams around them that have been bringing team have been bringing players in, you know. Because I mean, the direct competition at the minute is Aston Villa, um, and, and they're bringing in Philippe Coutinho and Luca and talking about you know, he's the sum and stuff like that. So, if you want to roll with that, that's fine, but it's got to be you've got to be able to bring some people through the door as well, especially if, like we say, maybe Adam is going to leave the building, yeah. do they? Do they look to maybe take somebody from Spurs in the deal? Do we see Deli Ali heading there, maybe playing in behind Jimenez or or the boy um, Brian Gill, the Spanish boy? He hasn't really hit the headlines at all, has he? Maybe we see him, you know, take a wander down the road to uh, Wolves and... Till the end of the season or something like that, see if we can get him some game time. Maybe I don't know those options. there for
0: me, yeah, there? Brian, Brian Hill is a is a real good shout Actually, because we were only talking last week about Wolves, and they need a guy who might produce a few more goals. And like with him and I struggling slightly, yeah. so um yeah, that could be a great show, and it could be refreshing for him to actually get some consistent football in there that he hasn't had at Spurs. Absolutely. But yeah, good shout there.
1: And it's um, in. It. And it's an attacking kind of a side you go into at Wolves. So, like, attacking sides are going to get the best out of attacking players. You know, yeah. they really, really are.
0: Yeah, well, I suppose, I suppose it's time for, as you said, to back back the manager and Wolves to show just a little bit more ambition in terms of that yeah. conversation about Europe. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the half five game, Aston Villa <coughs> 2, Man United 2. Um, the plan seemed to be going really, really well. Um you as, as Man United fans, you've been on the show a number of times talking about what you'd like to see, Langa in the team, not yeah. necessarily Maguire there, pick players yeah. being picked based on performance and on form and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Bruno taking the captaincy armband, um, which doesn't seem a bad thing at all. And the next thing it kind of slightly implodes. And I think it was just the way that the game sort of The way it went, I think on another day, you wouldn't have felt as bad with a draw, except it felt like a loss.
1: Listen, when you're two goals up with 75 minutes on the clock, you're almost on the bus with all points in your pocket sitting back down, aren't you?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And it was an absolute kick in the stones for Villa to grab, you know, a couple of late goals and and kill it off. But I think you're right. Like, I think there was plenty of positives from it. Um, to see Maguire on the bench was super. It really was like yeah, you know, he was there, he was available, and, and Ralph said, Nah, you know what? I'm all right with the two boys I have here. And and rightly so. Yeah, and I think even, you know, he had Jones on the bench as well. I'm I'm assuming, or maybe I'm making an assumption that I shouldn't, but if there was a change needed to be made, I don't know whether he'd have brought Jones on ahead of Maguire, you know. Mm. Um but yeah, Bruno, you know, playing off the off the front and Bringing kind of the energy and arriving late again, like we saw initially from Bruno. I think the energy we got from a line getting stuff like that. I think there was lots of pluses. Um I think the, the big minus is obviously throwing away the two goal lead and and dropping two points. Because we're not in a position where we can drop points, especially when we've been when we've been given a two-goal lead, you know. I mean, the fourth goal is an absolute gift from Emiliano Martinez. We're not used to seeing him do that but when you get a gift like that, you've you got to really make sure that you nail it home. Yeah. Um, you know, Bruno took his goal very, very well the second one. It's a yeah. great finish, you yeah. know, saw the bar. Great movement. Really, really good, you know. First touch is good, second touch is just clinical. But, I mean, there's still an awful lot. There's a, there's a shroud of controversy around that, United you know? team at the minute, you know, and, you yeah, look man. at it, obviously, and you've got Sean McComney who are out. They were both suspended. You've got Ronaldo who's injured. You've got McGuire on the bench. You've got Rashford who had a knock. And
0: yeah, We're going we're, we're to get into some of this a little bit later. Um, there's
1: an awful lot of stuff want to and...
0: I did want to raise a point that you had raised previously, and I thought it was nice to see it. The boy Alanga up front, it was nice to see a player playing on the left side who has a left foot. Um, yeah. and, I, and I thought he really excelled from that point of view because he didn't have to keep on checking back inside and all. He could go yeah. the other way and it seemed a bit more natural. Um, and I think you're right. You had called it that this is a guy with a big future and stuff like that. Um, he, he was,
1: we, you know, when we brought him on in the, in the in the FA Cup game against Villa, he was very, very good in, a, in an extremely short space of time. And not necessarily that he created an awful lot, but his energy and his work rate, he, We were one <coughs> It was 89 minutes gone or something like that, and he went and won a corner for us, you know, kind of through a little bit of his own endeavour and stuff like that, went and got the corner, played it off the Villa Light, and just turned to the crowd and went, come on, you know, and I just thought, yeah. all right, kid has a bit of sauce here, you know, <coughs> and, and, yeah. I, and I want that, I want the kid who's willing to turn around and go, hey, we need a bleeding dig out here, get behind <sighs> us, will you?
0: Hey, get us oh, over the God. line.
1: And our help was suck this ball over the over the goal line. You know that's mm. that's always been the thing in 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 the stretch for them. You know we all we've always sucked that ball home for you know when they were knocking on the door, but it hasn't happened as as we as we know it can in recent years. You know, um, but it was great to see the kid, and that's why I kind of mentioned him. And I said, you know what, it'd be great to see him. And I think obviously Ralph saw what I saw and went, this kid has to start. You know when you look at that, what what um, Rashford had done in the in the in the in the home game with Philly in the FA Cup. I think, you know, if you start started with Rashford again, it's a really bad message.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a really poor message you're sending out to the rest of the boys. Like, you know, come in, don't give a toss, you know, yeah. walk around, strop, roll your eyes, drop your shoulders, do the whole shooting match, but I'll start you again.
0: Well it's like, been the biggest problem at United, hasn't it? They've been rewarding uh, poor performance for way too long. Yeah, and
1: and, and mediocrity. You yeah. know, we've been celebrating mediocrity because mm. at the minute, you know, I know a lot of fans probably won't want to hear it, but top four is mediocrity. That's not you're not winning that in top four. Mm. You know, you're you're gaining a seat at the table, but are you a winner?
0: Not in my eyes. So imagine so imagine the, the imaginable <laughs> if it was six, seven, or eight.
1: Um, I think it could very well be sixth. You know, could very well be sixth. You know, I don't think we'll finish any lower than six, but I think it could absolutely be sixth. Yeah. Um And that's Europa League. That's giving up your Thursday nights. You know, that's games on a Sunday, you know, two o'clock, four o'clock, and
0: Monday nights. That's hell on earth. Don't think, think United, I think you'd be better off May night, wouldn't you? Absolutely. And missing out
1: completely. Absolutely. At least yeah it it you, at least it
0: gives you a free run at the league next season if nothing else and, and
1: you know you know it's a strange thing i i think you would be in a much better position to go and win something based on the fact you were out of european football completely you know um yeah that's listen if you offered me 6 or 8 right now i'd happily take 8 over 6 because yeah. that's no football in kazakhstan on a thursday at uh, you know with 14 feet behind the goal, a half 5 My arari, that's yeah. not football, thanks. Yeah,
0: let's move on to Sunday's fixtures. Um, the two o'clocks, um, West Ham two, Leeds three. This was a proper shock for me. Jack Harrison popping up out of nowhere with a hat trick.
1: I've got two major things to say about this game. The first thing is this game saved my ass in front, in uh, Last Man Standing. Because was five was left, three went with Newcastle, so we all got knocked out in the certainty. And the last two boys standing had West Ham until Leeds turned them over. So now we're back on the reset to five. Nice. So that was a blessing. The thing I have to say about Jack Harrison, <laughs> and some people are going to look at me in a strange way when I say this, it's remarkable how when he got rid of that stupid fucking ponytail, all of a sudden he got a hat-trick, isn't it? <laughs> Finished playing with a top knot. So he got a decent haircut and he was able to score a few goals so he should have sorted out Siona Jack
0: fucking hell else in the change around with
1: the riser yeah you remember back in the day wasn't it who uh, was it uh, Passarella Daniel Passarella remember he wouldn't let Redondo play for Argentina with the long hair yeah. told him shave it you're not playing Redondo told him I'm not shaving he went that's alright you're not playing and he pulled a plug on him yeah I'd, I'd have been a Daniel Passarella absolutely <laughs> sort out that blade and barn it with your kids, um, and then all of a sudden he's banging them in. Listen, we know we know Harrison has lots of ability, he's obviously X Man City, he's come from that academy and stuff like that. Leeds have gone out and paid a nice few pounds from him, um, so they've seen something in him. Uh, he's got quality, you know. You see, you see the way he takes the goals the weekend, really, really good young player, and um, probably one that you know may struggle to get close to an England team, but. We might be able to try and get him under a granny rail, or something. Give him a game for the for the boys yeah, for in green, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, is he going to get in ahead of Falden and Grealish? No. Come and play international football somewhere nice, Jack. You know, yeah. nice so, bright green jersey.
0: Somewhere You'd where you'll love be loved.
1: A decent, and a decent loved.
0: and a decent Leeds fan base, plenty of history. Absolutely. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Uh, what what did you make of West Ham, that uh, that final minute chest instead of header? What was the boy thinking?
1: Yeah, and you know, like, we're big fans of his. We love him. Um, Really, they, like, it's just one of those, I'd say afterwards he went, oh, shit, why didn't I head it? But then if he heads it, maybe he thinks, oh, why didn't I chest it? I don't know whether he thought, I don't know what
0: he thought actually, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking If he <laughs> heads that ball in That's And we're in a transfer window That's another Three to five million On your valuation Straight away Maybe he's taking The sort of
1: on right. um. But I mean He scored a good goal yeah. You know He scored a very good goal He's banging for him, Isn't he Absolutely Banging for him um, I had I had Capped him in my Fancy football team The week before Because he did Double game week and he came up trumps for me, obviously. And I never changed him captain the other day because so it was nice to see him get back on the score sheet and bail me out a little bit. But the double would have helped me even more if he could have stuck that in as well, you know. Yeah, um, but yeah, it would say it's it's a it's a blip for West Ham. Mm. But uh, you know,
0: hopefully it's it's nothing more than that. Massive game coming up at the weekend in terms of top four. They play they play United, don't they, at the weekend? So that's gonna be a very interesting game. Um, yeah, the other, the other 2 o'clock Because we had no 4 uh, yeah, Absolutely um, the, the North London derby Obviously was called off So the, the other game of the weekend At 2 o'clock Liverpool 3, Brentford 0 um, More or less Straightforward I thought the first half was a little bit lacklustre I thought they allowed Brentford A couple of moments to give them a little bit of hope Alisson was a little bit wayward in his distribution first half, which is unusual for him. Um, but I think once the goal went in from Fabinho, um, I think it was kind of Brentford would have to open up then, they'd have to try and come out and get something, and that would play into our hands. I
1: thought that was it, that was a great finish from the Ox, I have to say. Yeah. He's not he's not known for his headers. He's a great header, you know.
0: Um, it was a great ball in as well from Andy Robinson in Fairness.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it's probably something we're used to seeing from the opposite side of the pitch, but Robertson just reminded everybody, you know, he's he's well able to do it as well. Um yeah, I think it was it was nice and comfortable for Liverpool, you know. Um, they put obviously the, the FA Cup game behind them and just went out and and played how they wanted to play and they moved the ball a bit quicker and stuff like that, I think, and got the ball wider. And got balls in the box and stuff like that. Um, they didn't allow, you know, I think Brentford would have wanted them to try and play through them, but I think they tried to play around them a little more than that, which which suit with Liverpool and, mm. and Brentford found quite difficult, you know.
0: Yeah, very difficult for them to get Tony into the game as well, when when you're surrendering that much possession. Yeah. Right, let's get into some of these hot topics. Let's start with nowhere else to start, but the blue side and Mersey side. The gavel comes down on raffle Benitez's reign as Everton manager. Um, some would say it came down nearly the day he signed as the manager. Um, very, very difficult appointment. Um, I'm not too sure what the
1: club was thinking. I, I have a massive, massive issue with this. If I'm honest, um, I don't believe there was. Any opportunity for Benitez to succeed there at, at uh, Everton, you know, um, when when you go in to manage a club, you've got three possibilities as as a, as a manager coming in. You know, you come in with some sort of attachment with the club, which gets you a bonus in the bank with the fans. You come in with no attachment to the club, and you kind of play on that level playing field, you know, or you come in like Rafa did with the odds leveraged against you because you have a history with our bitter right. rivals. Baggage. And, um, you know, and 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 he was doomed to fail from the beginning. He really, really was. You know, I know in the early weeks, things went pretty well for them and stuff like that. But with the squad everyone have it's a poor squad. It's lacking so, so much, you know. Um, you've seen, obviously, they've tried to make a few changes now in January. Um, we've spoken about it previously the fullbacks both needed looking at is obviously gone I think Seamus Coleman's probably not a million miles away from the exit door if not the bench at this stage uh, the boy Patterson will be playing games very soon um, you don't know where the kind of creativity is there's not enough goals in the team it's just it's a poor poor So it really really is um, but I just think the owners of the club need to take a look at themselves And they need to understand that, you know, you give a guy a fair chance and he he might do you a job, but you give a guy a job like that and he hasn't got a chance,
0: you know? Yeah, I think he he came out himself and he (coughs) he said it was such a difficult task. He says, not only had we to try and get results, but we also had to try and win over the hearts of people. And I was kind of thinking, yeah, that's one side of it, but the reality is one win in 13 is unacceptable at that level as a manager, absolutely. regardless of what's going on in the stands or on the terraces. I mean, the team has to be put out there to perform in such a way. And I know there was kind of internal petulance and stuff there, like there was players getting dropped and players being brought in and not being... Yeah, and
1: don't forget, they've just gotten rid of their sporting director, Marcel Brands, as well.
0: Yeah, so, I, I mean, you, you everything, somebody... everything's a club in turmoil at the minute. Yeah, but he changed the number of positions as well. Did he, he change the medical side of things? And like he changed, he, he changed, changed the, the number of positions.
1: It's now going to be catered specifically to his needs as manager. Yeah, and now he's out the door. So what do we do? Do we change it all back again? Do we keep what's in there now? Like, but that's again, that's down to the ownership of the football club. They've allowed all that. Yeah. They haven't turned around and said, No, 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 we're, we're not going to do that. You know, you can work within limitations here, but we can't give you that. You know, they've just given them, they've just given them over 30 million for two fullbacks. Yeah. Uh, you know, knowing that Dinya was heading out the door and you were going to get X amount of money for him. I think they paid 16 for Patterson and 17 for Michaelenko. So, you know, that's that's 33 million. They've got they've yeah. got five for or they've got twenty-five for Diny. So they've almost balanced the books there. They're only eight million out of pocket. They've got two young, new, exuberant, vibrant fullbacks. But I mean, you do all that. And then you have to get a new manager in the door. Yeah, I mean, um, looking at the list of of who they're looking at, you yeah. know, it's not gonna it's it's not gonna be a, it's not gonna be all lollipops and rainbows that could have some for quite a
0: while if you're asking me. Yeah, well, the list the list of what they're looking for. I mean, the front runners at the moment are Roberto Martinez and Wayne Rooney, um, and the question on both is, I mean, Martinez didn't leave there. Exactly, with the bubbles flown and everyone happy on the parade. Um, I mean, he was kind of ousted somewhat as well. And now the talk is he might go back in. In, <clears throat> terms, in terms of Wayne Rooney, I mean, is Wayne Rooney going to go back in there? Are we going to see Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer part two? Um, or would it work out slightly differently? Um, I don't know. I think Wayne has a bit of nous about him, but I think it might be, you know, that kind of lampard effect, it might be a bit too soon. Um I I have to say,
1: you know, Rooney is doing a phenomenal job at Derby County. and mm. um, Derby are now minus their 21 points, will be in the top half of the league. Yeah. Which is huge. They got themselves off the bottom on Saturday with another win. You know, um he only at the start of the season he had eleven senior 1st team. Uh, players, so he's had to build this squad from nothing with yeah. very little money, signing guys that he knew or maybe over the hill, but with a little bit of experience com- compared to the youth. He was obviously going to bring through and stuff like that, and um, he's doing a really, really good job. They play a reasonable brand of football. Yeah. They're miserly at the back, and they and they nick goals. You know, and um, they you know I wouldn't say they're unlike a David Moyes team. Mm. You know, and um, so maybe maybe Wayne learned a few things working on our Moisey, um, and, and you know, yeah. I I think it would be a great fit, to be honest with you, but I don't see him leaving Derby mid-season. I think if you're gonna see anything, he'll see Big Dunk till the end of the season. You know, you know, you'll get the pride and the passion from Big Dunk, and, and he'll get the lads wound up to the hilt, mm. and he'll get performances out of them, and they'll win games for him. Um I think the best thing for Everton <coughs> excuse me could be get Duncan to the end of the season, appoint Rooney, and then maybe sell the two boys up front and use that as your as your building block. You know, you're you're probably talking somewhere in the hundred plus million for the two boys, aren't you? Richarlison and Calvert leon Do you think so? I Do would think, think so, would you? I think so I think you get I think you get 50 to 60 for both of them
0: I'd be shocked
1: nah I think I think you'd solidly get that
0: yeah I don't know I'd, I'd be shocked one One is a little bit injury prone and the other one I think is a pretender I'm not too sure I think people would see through that I think if you got if someone offered me 80 for both of them I'd rip the hand off them and I'd pay the Uber for it on the way Ooh, we are short change
1: ourselves there man
0: I big know, time. But I'd be very, very surprised. Even, even, it, even in the current inflated market, I'd be very shocked. Richarlis, look at Richarlison's numbers. Richarlison's numbers are shocking for a player of his level. Absolutely shocking. And Calvert Lewin. When's the last time you had a run a ten or twelve games out of Calvert leon without a problem? Listen, that's the that's the issue with Calvert Lewin. But don't tell me the likes of Arsenal or Newcastle wouldn't
1: throw big books at him. You know, he's
0: not going to be much good to him in the medical <coughs> in the medical room.
1: Uh, He'll get through a medical list and we've seen Owen Hargreaves get through No, I
0: mean in a medical room when he gets there. I'm not talking about passing a medical.
1: I know but I'm saying to you. At that stage, the finance side of it's done. You know, he's already cost you 50 to 60.
0: But that's why I'm wondering whether someone would pull the trigger at that price. I I think they would. I think Arsenal would. I think
1: a lot of clubs overlook people's Injury records and, and think, oh, maybe they're not treating him right. Maybe if he, we get him here and we train him differently and stuff. Kind of like the scenario, which was what you have seen Lukaku at Inter. You know, Inter brought him in, changed the way he ate, changed the way he trained. You know, he was fair, sharper, healthier than he's ever been. You know, um, and I think that that'd be the hope with a lot of these yeah. the sports signs, nutritionists, and, and physiotherapists and stuff like that. Yeah. They'll probably see a player and think, oh, maybe he's being mismanaged rather than he's a croc.
0: If I'm sitting at that sign on that check, I ain't signing it for that amount for either of them. I think there's much better value out there in the market. Much better value.
1: I th- I, lo- I have to say I like the boy Richarlison. Um, I really do. Like I think I think he's probably looking around there though, and he's going. Who the fuck am I playing with here? Who's going to give me a fucking dig out?
0: Well, he's been looking around there now for a long, long time. And his stats are pony.
1: I don't think his stats are that bad. um. And I think, you know, if i are just going to isolate players on their stats, like, I would look at Richarlis and I would think, this kid can play football. You know, I wouldn't just go, his stats are short, I won't bother having a look at him. I think if you do that, you know, you're... Yeah, or vice versa, if you just look at the stats and don't watch him play, or if you watch him play and don't look, I think it takes
0: well, I've it done both. I mean, what what, does what is, what is he produce? I know they've had a torrid season this season, but what did he produce last season? Um, te- tell me, a, tell me a Richarlison moment from last season that you remember or that you can think of.
1: Uh, I think there was lots of moments, but we're not big Everton fans either, don't forget. No, you know, but not I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, look, not I'm not going. I'm not going
0: against game. the guy at all. Like, I'm not coming from that point of view. It's not because I'm a red. There's been,
1: there's been big, you know, his name's been mentioned big time with Barcelona and PSG and stuff like that. But I don't think a name even get, gets mentioned in that conversation unless you're a serious footballer. You know.
0: Well, the PSG link, we we know what that is. I mean, if there's three tiers to the subs bench, he's on the third tier. Because he's not breaking into that PSG side in any way, shape, form, or fashion.
1: Well, I mean, Will Mbappe goes to Madrid, he might come in off the left hand side.
0: Then, then Potch better take that job at United. That's all I'll say. Because that that's for me, that that's for him to reach that level in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Even parking his stats and looking at his performances, I would be highly shocked. I think he's petulant. I think he goes overboard. I think he's a dirty player, and I think he doesn't offer up anything in terms of that ball of, of talent that would be in there and stuff like that. I don't think he would add anything to a Messi or a Neymar, whatsoever.
1: No, but I, like I don't think you're, like I don't think you're being very fair to him. Like he's playing in a really really poor Everton side. Any of their good moments come from him. You know, um, is it his fault that when he looks around, he goes, I can't fucking do this with any of these boys here,
0: yeah? But if, yeah, but if you look at what he's look at what he's look at the opportunities, he's had I mean, last season, Ancelotti was in there, he had Thomas Rodriguez around him and everything and all. And and, and what happened, like, Rodriguez,
1: who played about seven games and then was wearing a dress for the rest of the fucking season,
0: yeah? But yeah, exactly. But but what I'm saying to you is, if you're sitting at Man United at the moment and and Richarlison comes up available for 50 60 million. Are you taking them at United? If PSG um, want them, are you taking them at United?
1: Regardless of PSG want them or not, I'm absolutely having a look at them for fifty to sixty,
0: hundred percent. Would you? I'm surprised at that. now. I wouldn't.
1: Yeah, well, if you're telling me he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna probably produce something united like ten to fifteen league goals and create assists. I fucking think it's fifty or sixty. Well spent now.
0: How many seasons are? I don't know what his stats are like now. I haven't looked at his stats today. Do you reckon that will be his stats from last season? I don't think so.
1: I certainly think in the last two seasons he'll have like gotten 10 to 15, one of them
0: plus assists. I'd be shocked. We must have a look at it after the show, but I'd be shocked. Because I just I just don't remember. I just from my point of view, I can't recall a whole lot at all.
1: It was, there was lots of periods where he went on, you know, goals, and stuff like that, but he maybe didn't <coughs> he maybe didn't maintain it for long enough. You know, but he went, scored a couple, got another one, and and stuff like that. He's a very good header of the ball, can take yeah. a free kick, moves the ball well at his feet. He's got good balance and stuff like that. He used both feet. I like him. I have to say. You yeah, have really be interested
0: now. I'll go back and I'll look at those stats and I'll say, and I stand to be corrected if I'm wrong, but I just like, I just, I, I, it's very few and in between and very fair. I, I think he spends more time acting the pony on the pitch than he does anything else um, but yeah we'll have a look at it anyway. Interesting one. But um yeah I'd be sh- I'd be shocked if that was the valuation at this stage. But well, I think if they could I... get that out of it, that's mm. that's the start of a rebuild. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's a, that's exactly what he would you want. Mm.
1: And and you know, if they if the owner threw in 50 and they got 50 each for the two boys, that's 150 to say, off you go. Yeah. Let's get the ball rolling here. You've only lost two players, let's, you know, let's get five in. 30 million ahead, and let's get some, let's get the ball rolling, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. (coughs) Uh, And especially with Rooney being there at the moment at Derby, it's very frustrating for him at the moment financially. I mean, there's player contracts being cancelled at the moment, there's talk of players being shipped out and stuff like that. So, whatever bit of talent that he has there at the moment, even
1: worse, there's talk of fucking Mike actually buying the team. Jesus, oh, if that's not out of frying pan into the fire,
0: yeah, I, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised the 50 million wasn't um, looked at, um, instead of being dismissed so quickly for a team that's in serious financial trouble. And um, for a guy to rock
1: up, knowing what way he's going to go in and destroy it, like you did at Newcastle, you know, he's a degenerate, he'd sell his granny farm. Or swap our phone of them giant fucking mugs of tea. Well,
0: look, well, look, based on the financial situation that's there at the moment, plenty before them have gone <laughs> in and destroyed it somewhat, haven't they? Yeah. Listen,
1: <laughs> I think that, you know, I, I I always listen to that. Um, but to find out how the owners passed the fit and proper test, and you just think, how did half of these lads get through here? These are all fucking degenerates.
0: Yeah, the fitting proper is such a loose thing, isn't it? When they're looking at these, things. but obviously, obviously, Mike Ashley he's looking for somewhere to pin those sports direct banners. He has a load of loose ones after St. James's Park, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, they left with him in the trailer. Yeah, um, <laughs> I wanted to touch on this issue with CV that's coming out at the moment. This the, the variant, obviously, because we obviously don't mention it on the videos for obvious reasons, but um, a lot of games being postponed at the moment. Um, and there was a bit of trouble at the weekend over the North London Derby. Spurs were up in arms over it because Arsenal had got one, had got the game postponed on the basis of one case, Martin Odegaard. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and, yeah, and it was kind of like... It was kind of like... Now, the, now injuries have become the thing as well that can get you over the line in terms of getting oh, postponed shit. by the looks of things. Exactly. Um,
1: or, or, or lads off the AFCON. Again... Yeah.
0: You knew they were after
1: when you bought them. You knew they were going to go away a couple of times. That, you know, It's ridiculous. There's no way the Arsenal game should have been called off at the weekend. Yeah. Absolutely no way. Spurs are 100% right to be fuming over it. I'd be raging myself.
0: And now we're hearing tonight about the Burnley game tomorrow. <coughs> um, a man, Sean Dyche, who not so long ago told Jürgen Klopp to shut up and get on with it, is looking for a postponement. Because apparently he only has 10 1st team players. In training Yeah Um So You see
1: I, I, I just think that's so much more believable though, Coming from Burnley, Whose squad is probably A third of the size of Arsenal's So Do you know what I mean? Like If he's telling me He's only got 10 feet And it's because of COVID I would I would hasten to, to Almost believe him But Like The Arsenal situation Was laughable Absolutely laughable To yeah. think that there was you know they they were counting on Yang and Thomas Party and the lads that were that weren't available. Yeah, they're playing in a bleeding competition with the other side of the world.
0: Well, well, <laughs> well. One one of them is the other one. Well, apparently, one is of on, is. the other one apparently is on the way back <laughs> for unknown reasons, which will break Arteta's heart because Arteta was hoping he'd be gone for. Arteta was hoping that Gabon would he'd probably never win come it. back. Yeah, that they'd win it,
1: <laughs> and he'd party until bleeding July.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I, I think it's it's it, it's something that the FA are gonna have to look at here because there's a bit of there's a bit of leveraging going on, you know. And there's yeah. talk now that Arsenal are potentially applying to have the second leg of the Carabao Cup postponed. I was reading that today as well, the one on Thursday. Um I, I don't know what they do then in that situation, you know. I know we had a postponed, so we ended up then we had to play the first leg at Anfield, so the second leg would be at the Emirates. And now that's so not going to Give happen.
1: you the second leg at Anfield again. Th-
0: that's what I'm thinking. Does it? Does it? Does it? Does it boomerang back again, or what happens, or where do we fit these? Where do we fit these in? I mean, I'm looking at the moment with these postponements. Some of these teams are actually nearly four matches behind.
1: Burnley by the end of this could be six behind.
0: Like, how six games behind. Where are they going to oh. catch this up?
1: I have no idea. And depending on the teams they have to play, who might be involved in a cup competition. In Europe, Europe. like yeah. this is gonna be an A1 grade A shit show.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but we'll 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 keep a close <laughs> eye on it. But um at the moment it seems that whoever's reviewing this situation are very sympathetic to situations at the moment. Um I'd love to be a fly on the wall when the actual report is being submitted to see actually what's in it, the justification for this and stuff, you know. Um, I want to finish up with the man behind you there, uh, Ralph Ranick. Um, I wanted to have a chat about him in terms of I know we had some words earlier today on the thumbnail. Are we
1: having a chat about Ralph for a change, is
0: it? Yeah, we will love it. We love a quick chat about him, But I want I wanted it to to be more than just him because um, there seems to be a section of the United fan base now um, that are discussing Ralph. Um and, and there's talk coming out today that apparently a new manager might be arriving sooner rather than later. Um, so I just I wanted to get your views on it, get a get a, a balanced view on it, if you like, in terms of what's been coming out. I mean, we've seen the interview with Ronaldo saying that he's trying to pass on when he was first at United. Um, he used to go to the senior players, they would give him great advice that stood to him throughout his career. And he feels at the moment now that the advice that he's given to what he calls the younger players there. And I'm not sure at 37 who the younger players are. I mean, it's probably not Cavani, but it could include everyone else. And but They different. don't seem to be taking his, um, let's say, his uh, information on board from his experience. And um, Then we had the Martial stuff um, where Ralph said he didn't want to play. And Martial said, I'd never refused to play for my club. Which, which we helped, also
1: know is an absolute spoof, by the way.
0: Yeah, well, well, it sounds it sounds to me like it, it was a it was um a looseness. In the, in
1: the on 20, in the twenty twenty eighteen, he went AWOL on the United pre-season tour and was fine for it. Hmm. Yeah. So him saying I refuse to play for the club and blah blah is absolute total and utter bullshit. It's only bullshit similar in grade to the bullshit that is fucking aging pedals another joker like she, i thought heat ledger was dead We've a bleeding joker here fucking scandalizing our club get out of town you two
0: smurfs well what i really what i really what i really picked up on when they were talking about it was ralph turned around and said he didn't want to be in the squad And Martial came out and said, I'd never refuse to play for my club. So somewhere between the playing squad and the squad and the starting 11, there was a kind of a mismatch. So I got the feeling from the story, and it obviously has to be clarified. I got the feeling from the story was Ralph obviously approached him, said he wanted him in the squad. Martial turned around to Ralph and said, well, are you going to start me? And Ralph said, no, you'd be in the squad. And he says, well, you can fuck off the ass Villa then on your own and I'm not having it. And so that's that—that's so what it sounded him. like to me on the outside.
1: So he's he's now too big to play for Manchester United. He is too great and too powerful. Hold on when we get that Uber driver ready, will you? I'll tip him me fucking self. Get
0: out. The, get app, out. Is, the app is on your phone. Um, get
1: out of our club, you little degenerate swine. Get out.
0: Now, also, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, in terms of Ralph, Um, the other night we seen against Aston Villa, a midfield that was kind of wilting and running out of energy and stuff like that. And the substitutions were made kind of very late. Um, and this seems to be a thing, this seems to be a trend, because when we talk about Ralph, there's a kind of a connection there with Tuchel, and there's kind of a connection there with Klopp. And we've also seen this, We've seen it in-game management as well with Tuchel, where he makes changes very, very late. We've seen it in the City game this weekend. And we've also seen it with Klopp as well. We've seen it earlier in the season when he was playing against Brentford, and we drew three all with them. That his substitutions were made very late, and his in-game management wasn't what it should be. So it's, it's kind of a little bit of a pattern that, like, I'll make do what I have and see what happens, and then all of a sudden you're in the shit, and you go, oh, fuck.
1: <clears throat> Excuse me Yeah like I think anyone That watched the game And thought Nemanja Matic Was going to get 90 minutes under his belt You know That would have been A shock to most of us So You know Would have been you, a
0: shock Would have been a shock To Matic I think so Yeah
1: you know, When you got into That position That was surely The time to bring The fresh legs on And to keep Try and keep Control of the tempo Rather than wait Until you go Till it goes 2-1. And the, and the snowball is already building pace. And now you've got this monstrous wave coming and it's just going to take you over by the head and whoosh, wash you out to sea. And that's what happened. You know, Like that, that change need to be make, made earlier. I saw uh, Ralph talk about last week in the FA Cup game and stuff like that. And he said when they went to a diamond with, with Donny, um, they were much, much better. So if he knew that, why did, we, why did it take so long to see Donny? Was it because what he did worked? And he went, no, I don't need to look at that again now. This worked for work grand. I mean, surely there was merits to say, we're 2-0 up. Let's try and shore this up. Let's take off a couple. Let's stick on. Let's put on. Let's put on another couple, of, another centre back, you know, and go to a flat, go to a five. Take out one of the boys out midfield. Let the lads all sit back and create a couple of banks. Wouldn't have worked for the last fifteen minutes. I think it might have, you know.
0: Absolutely.
1: But, but instead, you know, we're we're still trying to pick the ball up high up the pitch, and, and trying to nick the ball and stuff like that, which left space in behind. Like the the um, the goal for Coutinho. Just Possibly three lads Who should cut that ball out Before it Before it hits the back of the net I feel like The was done up Like a kipper He was torn inside out With the ball He had to look around And he went Shit The ball comes across You think Varane Is going to clear it And as, as it goes by him he grimaces And goes Oh no As if I should have got that mm. And then I got Even to the point Where he's inside The six yard box And he's knocking it Into the goal Where's your goalkeeper You know
0: Yeah
1: So You're looking at The low Varane and David De Gea and that's not even counting the ball that we gave away to, to give him the possession in the first place
0: yeah and just just two other points I wanted to touch on as well one is I mean obviously with personnel at the moment we know uh, Donny van de Beek uh, was offered up as a loan move to Newcastle and he turned it down and also we're hearing today that uh, Bruno Fernandes has uh, turned down a new contract um, apparently I was reading today and it's kind of interesting as well in terms of the dynamic. I mean, this is the guy who was in situ for six months who's kind to bring in a kind of a, a system or systems or figure it out where it's at before he goes upstairs and becomes the director of football. But it, it's interesting in so far as that you're halfway through a transfer window um, and it's identifiable kind of what's needed to push on and maybe get that top four because him going up into that job and you guys not having top four or European football or whatever is a kind of, it, it's a double-edged sword really, isn't it? And in terms of, I know there's a bloated squad there as well, somewhat. So some players need to be moved on as well. Um, but, I mean, what you're thinking around that whole thing at the moment, I mean, they don't seem to want to give him, a I mean, Sicaria seems to be available and I know you mentioned the other day five million is kind of insulting, um, and there's talk today that six or seven has gone in or something like that. But it's um, they they, they don't. Is there a lack of support there at the moment? Is this a kind of a, a moment in Man United's season where it's a suck it and see, let's see what this guy is about? Is 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 this guy nearly on trial?
1: Absolutely, or happens or absolutely, yeah, um, and I think you know. See if, if the board look at it and they've supported an awful lot of the managers financially you know to massive tunes um, you know Solskjaer Mourinho and Louis van Gaal were were given absolute war chests yeah. you know and signed a lot of big money players and stuff like that and if you look at the squad now you kind of think where was that money spent this squad is in a shambles you know Um. So you'd have to ask the question, do you give more money out? Do you hand it out willy-nilly? Or do you want to see a return on your investment first and know that you've got a coach who can get more from these players? You know, um, which is kind of akin to what I spoke about earlier on at Wolves. You know, I think Wolves have been relatively prudent as well. Um, But I think if you look at what Bruno Large has done at Wolves, you see the style that they're playing, and 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 the and the games that they're playing and and the results, the way they're going for them, like if I'm a Wolf, if I'm in the wolves board, I'm absolutely turning around now and saying, all right, well, this guy is shown us an awful lot. Now it's time for us to back him. Whereas I think that's yeah. very very difficult to happen at, United at, the, at the minute because, you know, we kind of gave Ralph the, the easier games, didn't we, to to get in the and bad get back in, yeah. in and stuff like that. You picked the timing. We picked it, we thought, listen, Ralph's going to come in, going to win six on the bounce, going to throw us back up into fourth or fifth. In January, we'll pick up one or two. He'll get us over the line. Doesn't look like that at the minute. Looks yeah. miles away from that at the minute. And and I can't, I can't help but think that if we were going a little bit better in the league and if the performances had looked a bit better, maybe they would decide, you know what, we'll open the wallet. But I think at the minute, the way things are, you know, he'll do well to get any backing from the from the board. I think obviously there's talks of um Sakari and then there's talks to the boy Amadou Hoidara as well. And um, both similar kind of players, defensive midfielders, kind of going into that engine room, you know, you'd but I don't know. You'd have to you'd have to know that this was something that the next manager was going to, you know, use and, and, and he was gonna get the best out of as well. Cause I mean, if we're talking about let's say Maurizio Pochettino or or if we're talking about Eric Ten Hag, I suppose they're the two leading names in the frame for it at the minute. You know, if, if we sign one of these boys and they don't use them, it's yeah. more money down the drain, isn't it? Yeah, it's a think, little, th- it's another name on that already inflated squad list.
0: Yeah, I think the thing about Ralph is, I think, I think he came in and I think the project was probably sold to him insofar as these boys are lacking a bit of direction and a bit of <coughs> tactical a of tactical nous come in and give them a bit of tactical nous to kind of assess the squad Mm -hmm. um, see where we can position lads see what you can get out of this give us an idea of what you need and stuff like that but he's faced a tidal wave of absolute utter shite in terms of you know stories being leaked to the press clicks within you know division within the squad and you know, a certain amount of hate towards Ronaldo. He's come in and, you know, members in there going, who's this Billy Big Bollocks who's come in kind of thing and we're trying to do things here. Yeah. You know, youth being held back because older members are being pushed forward. Um, you know, all the contractual stuff, um, trying to move players on. He's come into a whole torrent of stuff. Absolutely, that I'm sure he never felt was going to be there.
1: No, no, 100%. And like you said, I think he was sold a dummy, sold a red herring. He was, he was, you know, he was told, you know, come in, get the best out of Pogba, Rashford, Sancho, you know, make Ronaldo and Cavani poor, you know, get Bruno out playing and do this. And, you, you know, and it hasn't been, it hasn't worked at all so far, really. You know, and, and what's happened is he's actually uncovered more problems than solutions, really. Yeah. You know, and if you see with, you see, obviously, now where we've been linked ever so slightly with Antonio Rudiger and knowing that he's got the the deal on the, on the table with Chelsea and Chelsea don't want to pony up for him and he's saying, well, I want X, Y or Z if I'm going to sign up and And Ralph was looking there and he's going, Jesus, maybe we'll take this guy, you know. Again, I'm looking at him and going, surely to God we're not going to let Ralph make all the decisions here. I completely understand that if we go in the director director of football role in that direction, that Ralph is going to have more pull than maybe other guys have at the club, you know. But for him to make all the signings for a manager who then has to try and fit him into their selection process is very very difficult you know the conversation has to be two way it has to be I speak you listen you speak I listen we come to an, an arrangement here we make lists and, and you know if if we only make lists of two or three we get someone from that one two or three I think as we spoke about previously the issue with United has been that list's been too long hasn't it you know that list was maybe five or six names long and we were getting number five on that list and you're gone. That's yeah,
0: not quite what we wanted. It's like as if you identify a piece in the jigsaw that's missing and you put that piece in and another piece falls out. And I think what we've seen in the Premier League, the one thing that we're finding the way football has evolved is that if you're going to play a system, you have to have all the pieces in the jigsaw for that system to work. And if one piece falls out or one piece gets injured or one piece ain't really doing it for you or whatever it is, The system falls asunder. It's like when this guy talks about the press game, and we've Mm spoken about it a number of times. If you don't have players at the quality to pull off the press, it falls asunder if only one is doing it or one isn't or whatever it is. And I think this is the problem that's being at United. Like you identify, okay, we might need a couple of attacking wingers and you go out and you get them. And then suddenly you realise, well, we need a CDM. And suddenly you realise, oh shit, Maguire maybe isn't the player that we thought he was. So suddenly we need a defender. And then you're looking at Aaron wan and you're going, yeah, well, he's great at defending, but he can't imagine going forward. So up that side is kind of a little bit light. So now that's not working out and we need that. And it, it just seems every time you put a piece into the jigsaw, another piece falls out of the jigsaw. And the yeah. system, because of that, then suffers and falls down. And, I, I'm, and I'm just wondering, is there a scenario? Is there a scenario where in six months' time this guy doesn't go upstairs? Possibly, yeah. Quite possibly. I mean, are we talking in the summer that there could be a total clear out on a fresh start, a proper fresh start, a proper reset? Maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe. And and we go with unknown guys, you know, younger guys, hungrier guys, guys that necessarily aren't proven in the Premier League, but you know, you're buying you're buying prospects rather than buying you know, ready-made products like we 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 felt like we we bought a ready-made product and Jason Jaden Sancho, you know, and at the minute he's looked devoid of anything. Um he's had moments where he's looked like he was up to up to it, but I think more often than not he's looked like he wasn't.
0: So uh, yeah we've we've also found with Ralph being there as well that at times when you have found something that kind of works the next week then it's changed. And I know he obviously Wants to have a look At different systems And different players And trying to do An assessment of things And stuff like that But he's um, he, He's spinning a real Wheel there Isn't when, he really
1: when it's devaluing Your opportunity To pick up points shouldn't You know Because yeah. the end game For us has got to be Points this season Unless This has all been Written off backstage And someone said Ralph You know Finish 12th We don't care Won't you weed out What we need weed it out And won't you understand What we need going forward and then your role will be to fill those positions and give a manager an opportunity to roll the dice next season at this. Yeah. Maybe that's what's happened. I don't know. I I couldn't imagine that that's the idea. But listen, stranger things and all that.
0: It's it's a very interesting um, it's a very interesting dynamic at the moment, isn't it? Because week on week, there's there's another shit storm to be dealt with. Um, and and I wonder. I wonder what Ralph is like in the background. You know what I mean? I, I don't get the feeling for him that he's that much of a lunatic, you know, like a Tuchel, where Tuchel will gut you like a fish or something or clop it absolutely hairdryer the head off you over something, you know what I mean? I don't know whether he's that guy, is he? Because as we know, like in terms of management, he hasn't been heavily involved. We know he's very good. He has a decent track record as a, as a football director. Uh, bringing players in and stuff like that, I know because I know he was directly responsible. I think for Firmino or Hoffenheim before we bought him and everything and all. So I know he has a decent record. And there. Joe Linton. Joe, <laughs> that's very harsh. Now, <laughs> I like Joe Linton. Put it out there, kid. Yeah, Um, but yeah, I, I, I just think it's um, it, it's a very interesting dynamic at the moment. Looking at United, you know, the way things are unfolding, and it's um. It'll be interesting Um, To go on record I still think you'll get top four I'm putting it out there Because I do think And I believe like you And you've said it before on shows I do think things will come around I think things will eventually have to click
1: I think the only issue I have with that now is Is the finish line far enough in front of us That's the only issue I'd have with that You know You don't want to be You don't want to be Coming down the rail and realise you're only two steps from the end, and you need three to get there, and that could be the issue with United. Um, I, I firmly believe we're the best of the rest if you discard the top three. Yeah. I firmly believe we're the best of the rest. Mm. We may not have shown it. People may not have seen it recently, but I do believe we are the best of what's out there. I believe we have the squad if somebody can get the tune out of them, if Ralph can get them to play a tune when we get bodies back and stuff like that, you know, when we find a system that that everyone's comfortable with, I think we can get the ball rolling. But I just don't want that line to come too soon and us get, not get up into that fourth spot because yeah. we started from too far back, you know?
0: Yeah, and, and in terms of Wednesday, your view on Wednesday, I mean, you've obviously Brentford on Wednesday. Um, must win. It, it, it's, it's a must win, obviously. Well, every must. game from now on the run-in is nearly a must win at this stage. But is is, is, is he... Um, do you reckon he'll stick with what he's seen but just be more astute in his substitutions? Or do you think, think the so. likes of Ronaldo and Maguire and players like that and will come back into the squad? Come back into no, the squad. No, no,
1: I'd, I'd be shocked if there's any more than two changes in that from that starting eleven, 11 um, One I would think Scott McTominay Will come back in For Nemanja Matic Yeah And I'm just giving One other In case somebody Goes down with it With a sickness or something Any more than two changes I'd be shocked I'd be really shocked
0: Well here, here's one I want, to, I want you to answer Maguire Does Maguire come back in? Not for me But does he come back in For him? I don't think so I'd be shocked if Maguire doesn't start on Wednesday. Based on what I've seen previously, I'd be shocked.
1: I don't know. I
0: think it would would lay down a statement.
1: I don't think... um, I don't think he can bring it back in after. You know? Hmm. I don't think the two boys were awful at the weekend, you know? And... I would be shocked to see him come back if I'm honest. I don't yeah. think he fans at all because I think he wants two guys that can move. And I think he knows straight away Harry can't move. Mm. Yeah,
0: that be We shall see. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you will be seeing us more this week. Of course, we'll be back. We'll have the transfer show coming <laughs> at you and um, we'll also have some um, reactions to some of the bigger games and stuff like that. We'll also be back with our Premier League preview for the weekend, some great fixtures coming up next weekend, and we'll be back, of course, with Beat the Bookie to try and make you a few, Bob. Um, again, this weekend, we hit the bar a few times, um, but we will be, no doubt about it, we'll be back. We'll also be releasing more episodes from The Vault, and um, we released one there today, a legend series with Roy Keane um, and we also released an interview we did with Darren Wearmount, who's a uh, avid Sunderland fan and a prize winning order um, and also a friend from Impractical Jokers. Um, so a good episode there to take a look at. He talks about being a boy on the terraces at Sunderland and stuff like that and talking about Roker Park and everything so very very interesting look back at Sunderland and he also has a chat with us about the uh, the series Sunderland Till I Die so very interesting ideas on good
1: series well. I enjoyed it I have to say yeah, yeah,
0: really really good so as always this has been your Monday Mashup with myself and Darren um, interesting look back at the weekend's action and some of the hot topics and um, if you want to contact the show course drop your comments in the episode obviously hit a like and subscribe while you're doing it uh, if you want to email the show, the upper tier podcast at gmail.com on Twitter at the underscore upper underscore tier, we're also on Facebook and Instagram. And audio versions of the show are wherever you pick up audio shows, you will find us. And not to forget about TikTok, we're out there on TikTok having a lot of fun. A lot of fans interacting with us out there at the moment on some of the stuff that we're putting up there. Till next time, my friend, a pleasure. How are you doing, brother?